This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, Theresa May has brushed aside speculation of an impending vote of no confidence in her as Prime Minister. There are fresh claims this could happen after she postponed today's vote on her Brexit deal. She's now touring Europe to try to get assurances on a controversial insurance policy that will prevent a hard Irish border in case a trade deal's not agreed in time. What I'm discussing with European leaders and will continue to discuss with them is how we can uh, provide that assurance that the back stop for Northern Ireland. Were it to be used, and it doesn't need to be used, but were it to be used, we need certainty that it is only temporary. The EU's already said the deal won't change. A convicted paedophile has been jailed for life for the murder of two schoolgirls in Brighton more than 30 years ago. Russell Bishop will spend at least 36 years in prison for killing the nine-year-olds in 1986. Paul Gascoigne has pleaded not guilty to sexual assault. The former England footballer was arrested at Durham Station in August after a woman accused him of kissing her. Former Sainsbury's boss Justin King is to join the board of Marks and Spencer in January. He'll aim to help turn around the retailer, which has been forced to close stores following weak sales. In sport, it's a big night in the Champions League for both Tottenham and Liverpool. The London club need to equal what Inter Milan do against PSV Eindhoven. The Catalan side have already won the group and will rest a number of key players. Mauricio Pochettino says they'll still be tough to beat. The quality that uh, Barcelona have is, is unbelievable. It's one of the best teams on, on Europe and it's so difficult to challenge them in, in that way. For many, many, many years, they play in the same way, with the same uh, philosophy and of course it's so difficult to challenge a team like uh, like Barcelona. Liverpool take on Napoli and have to win 1-0 or by two clear goals to secure their place in the next round. In the Scottish Premiership, Livingston travel to Aberdeen. That's the latest. I'm Tanya Snugs. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport.
And very good evening. This is Love Sport with your host, Alex Crook, and that music will tell you. This is the Crystal Palace fan show in the studio tonight. Ah, Nick Gussett and DR Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. Evening, guys. You all right? Uh, between now and nine, we will be reflecting on Saturday's London derby defeat at West Ham, which surely cranks up the pressure on manager Roy Hodgson. Joining us later will be one of Hodgson's predecessors and former Division One title-winning boss Alan Smith. We'll also be joined by former Leicester defender Simon Grayson to look ahead to this weekend's vital home game against the Foxes. And we will, of course, be keeping you up to date with two massive games for the English contingent in the Champions League. A must-win match for Liverpool at home to Napoli and Tottenham. Remember, they need to better into Milan's results at home to PSV Eindhoven. They go to Barcelona. No Lionel Messi for Barcelona. That's the uh, big team news ahead of kickoff. No real surprise uh, from the Tottenham 11. Harry Kane and Christian Eriksen rested against Leicester at the weekend. They both return tonight. Larice is the goalkeeper. Uh, Walker Peters, Ordevarel Vertonghen and Rose in defence. Winks and Sizoko, the holding midfield players with Eriksen, uh, Deli Ali and Son behind that man Kane up front. Kickoff in around about 55 minutes time we will have the goals as they go in from both Anfield and the new camp but of course this is the Crystal Palace fan show and we're going to start guys can uh, I sorry can I ask you a question are there any games that aren't must win surely you must win them as many as you can well, well put it this way Manchester United and Manchester City have already qualified so therefore their games tomorrow night are not must win <laughs> but surely they must want to win yeah. You never know with Jose yeah. Mourinho these days. Um, you guys certainly wanted to win. It was a must-win at London Stadium. Didn't happen despite taking early lead. You're in front at half-time. You've scored two goals away from home and still been beaten. How did that happen? We're rubbish. <laughs> We've got rubbish defence. Yeah, it was basically a decent uh, first half, in my opinion. Um, defending, you know, defending-wise, we defended as a team. But in the second half, that just collapsed and pretty much it. And three goals in 17 minutes really sums it up. It's, it was just a disappointing defeat, which we should have come out and win and maybe showed more effort defensively, especially in the second half, after what happened against Brighton. But that wasn't the case. Some interesting comments from Roy Hodgson, Nick, after the game. Some baffling comments, really. Mm. He said that you were better in the second half than the first. That's despite the fact you were 1-0 up at half-time, as DR has already articulated. And you conceded three goals in the second half. So, where's that logic come from, from the manager? I'm beginning to wonder with Roy. Is is getting more kind of obtuse than uh, Ian Holloway did with uh, some of his comments. I don't know. We 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 attacked quite well, but once once West Ham had gone a couple of goals ahead, it was they were always going to have lots of players behind the ball, and we didn't really change anything. And when we did change, he took the most creative players off, and that that's the bafflement where the bafflement comes off. But I, I'd argue that three inches made the difference. Um, for us in the first half with Luca's free kick if that had gone in rather than hitting the bar we'd have gone in at half time mm. two up and I think the game would have been very different while it was 1-0 there was always a chance that West Ham were going to get into it again yeah there's lots of what ifs it, there, there has been lots of what ifs so far this season but Roy's comments are just baffling I don't I really don't in the second half we were just we, we weren't in a game. West Ham wanted it more. You could argue that you could argue that in the first half we were decent because we were actually defending as a team. But in the second half there was nothing going forward, and also defensively we were just wide open. It was like Brighton all over again. So it's just it's baffling to see 
to hear Roy actually say that you, after the game. You're saying Brighton all over again. I was a. It, we, we talked about having the same lineup, and actually, first half, you know, the, I thought we did all right. And it's amazing that the same team that was so abject against Brighton was so bright against West Ham to to be going on with. I was going to ask you about that. Were you expecting him to make changes from that derby defeat? Who's he got to bring in other than Ayu or Sorloff? And they haven't exactly been setting the world on fire. I wasn't really expecting it because if you look at the players that didn't perform, one was Wilfred Zaha, who's our star man, and another was James Tompkins, which I know he had a bad game against Brighton, but in general, he's he's a very good defender. So... In that aspect, no, I didn't expect any changes. And also, the way the players reacted after the game on social media, it, it seemed like they wanted to prove themselves right again. So I thought this would be an ideal game for them to all come out and show them what they've got. So I wasn't really expecting changes. And that is, so, yeah. We're going to be talking much more about Wilfred Zaha later in the programme and his loss of form, really dramatic loss of form, hasn't scored a goal since September starting to let his frustrations perhaps get the better of him. He was booked again at the weekend. Yep. He'll be suspended for Leicester. But So we're going to go into that in much more detail later. Uh, get in touch. Any Palace fans listening at home, 0208 70 is the number. 0208 70 You can also get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram, at Love Sport Radio is your handle. Um, in terms of changes that are going to need to be made for that Leicester game, you have got two players suspended. You've just said, Nick, who do you bring in? Well, Roy's going to have to bring in at least two players because you've got no Tompkins and no Zaha. Yeah, well, we've got we've got Kelly. Kelly's a, a good squad player. I think he can fill in for Tompkins. Um, we've we've had a a message on uh, our back of the nest chat in uh, our Facebook page, and um, I think maybe we'll go into that when we talk about the Leicester game. But they're talking about using a completely different formation. Um, when a manager mind. does that, though, does, is that not always a sign of of desperation? If you if you start changing the formation, well, possibly. But if it's not working, something needs doing. I honestly don't see Roy changing formation. He hasn't really changed it so far this season. I, I would like him to change it, but I, I doubt that would be the case. I think it would just be a swap with Zaha in case of maybe Serloff or Ayu up front. And then, as Nick said, Martin Kelly is a decent backup centre-back, so I expect him to come into the side. But it's not really looking good. If you actually look at our bench, there's not much left there, and that's really the worrying part. When, when our 11 players don't perform to the standard they should, do and you look at a the bench there's not really that many game changes so that's 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 the worrying part and somewhere we could improve on in january maybe the the only um glint or chink of light at the end of the tunnel is the fact that connor wickham was able to play up for the under 23 scored a spectacular goal until he got sent off but at least it stopped him getting injured. I think, yeah, that's the positive so far this week is the fact that Conor Wickham not only did he score a goal, it was a, bicy- it was a bicycle kick, so it was something special. And He didn't hurt his back. Yeah, did he didn't hurt his back, yeah. So that's the only really positive from Palace so far this week. So maybe he could come in, come onto the bench. He seemed like he was fit enough to play that much. But the, un- the under-23s, they uh, again, looking on the bulletin boards, um, somebody who goes regularly to under-23 and under-18 games, said that the under-18 games are played at a much quicker pace, a more Premier League-like pace, than the under-23 games. I don't know, don't know how, why that is, but it seems to be the case. But, yeah, considering he played for that long, I guess he is fit enough, so 
that's yeah it's, he could come onto the bench and he'll be useful considering Wilf is out Good stuff. You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. We've got Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast in the studio tonight. When we come back, I'll be giving you the team news from Liverpool's huge Champions League game at home to Napoli. And we're also going to be dissecting more what went wrong for Palace and where they need to improve after that defeat against West Ham on Saturday. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Brian Moore Sports Show. Four games without scoring and, and, and not against particularly strong sides. They're obviously playing Northern Ireland, who were not great. And I think actually Republic of Ireland's goalkeeper was man of the match in that game. It's never good. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm a goalkeeper and I like being man of the match, but it never says a lot about the defence playing in front of it me. It never happens either, but. Um... <laughs> Driving you home. Weekdays from 4pm. Love Sport. 558am. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport on this Tuesday evening. Uh, Nick Gusset and Dr. Kernas from the Back of the Nest podcast are discussing all things Eagles. And don't forget, you can get in touch. 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call the studio. You can also join us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Love Sport Radio are your handles for those. Let's get the team news then from Anfield. Liverpool have to beat Napoli tonight to qualify for the knockout stages of the Champions League. No surprise, it's a strong uh, Liverpool lineup. Sadio Amane uh, back in the starting eleven. Allison is the goalkeeper. Alexander-Arnold, Matip van Dijk and Robertson in front of him. It's a midfield trio of Milner, Henderson and Wijnaldum uh, with Mane, Salah and Firmino up front some big names in the Napoli 11 as well the likes of Dries Mertens and Insigne uh, Marek Hamšík also starts in midfield should be a cracking game uh, from Merseyside we'll be keeping you updated with the goals from there and indeed from the Camp Nou where Tottenham need to better Inter Milan's result at home to PSV Eindhoven as they take on the mighty Barcelona of course those groups in the Champions League uh, Group C involving Liverpool and Group B with Tottenham will be decided tonight what we're trying to decide is exactly what's gone wrong at Selhurst Park this season one win in 10 matches for me the most worrying statistic that came out of the weekend from your guys perspective is you've actually got fewer points than you had at this stage last season when you made such a dreadful start under the tutelage of De Boer is the pressure really now ramping up on Roy Hodgson do you think um yes uh, me personally I think he's got two more games to prove himself right and even them games it's going to be very hard unless he makes like a tactical change where he changes formation and we look much classier going forward then maybe I'll change my mind but slowly I'm heading towards the right out um, side of the things it's it's just if you look at how we played last season we didn't score for seven games and the fact that we're, we're basically the same as we were last season it's just so worrying and we were good defensively but it seems like we've lost that over the last couple of games so it's going downhill and it seems like the players are not up for it and once the players lose confidence in their manager then that's real worrying and it seems like that is that has that's now the case do you, do you think Roy's losing the dressing room 
Yeah, I think so. Um, you look at the players' reactions, especially in the second half. Wilf, um, towards the end of the game, Roy told him and said, don't get yellow card, and he got yellow card uh, for a really ridiculous foul. And you, you see by their attitude also going forward. They're not really... They're not really up for it. It doesn't seem like Wolf, yeah. has, Wolf has been up for it so far this season. And also, looking at the West Ham game, he wasn't up for it then as well. I think his yellow card was a kind of reaction to him being fouled and not getting anything for it. I think moments before, I can't remember, he chopped him down. But he's he's got to let those things go. And when you're so involved in the game and so passionate about it, especially the team that you, you love playing for, it must be really hard for him to curb himself. Is it... Partly frustration as well that he's being played out of position because, because for me, you need him out wide where he can take on defenders, he can jink into the box, he, yeah. can, he can try and get crosses in. He's cutting that lone furrow as, as the sole striker, hasn't scored since September. I just don't think he wants to be there anymore in terms of in that position. He wants to be in his preferred position and that comes down to, to poor management on Hodgson's part that he's not seen that. Yeah, but... Who else has he got to, like you said earlier, it's a perennial question, Who who's he got to play up front? A lot of his goals last season were when he was cutting in from the wing that he was playing on. I, f- I honestly think that him, play- him Andros Townsend, also he's playing up front when he's a wide player. I think, uh, see, looking back at the performances over the last couple of games, and you can see the frustration there, and I think it's, it is actually due to that. They're playing out of their positions, and I'll be frustrated frustrated as well if I was in their position, as you're not get, you know, you're not a striker. You, you can't. He's he's not alright. He's more of a winger, cutting in and creating chances, but he's not able to do that because he has to play as a striker. I think that's the disappointing part. Uh, however, against Burnley. He was more free in terms of going wide. Him and Andrew Townsend did go out wide and cut back in. But in the last game against Brighton and also against West Ham, it seems like that freedom has been taken away from them. And you can see it by the performances as well. And you mentioned losing the dressing room. The fact that James Tompkins, one of your more experienced players, has managed to get himself yellow carded in the tunnel after the game, knowing that he's one booking away from suspension. Is that passion? Is that stupidity? Or is that another sign that Hodgson has lost control of that Palace dressing room? Could be all three. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he was obviously annoyed about something because he was annoyed out on the pitch. And it, it is frustrating when refs get things wrong. Yeah, but you still can't do... Uh, yeah, it is frustrating when refs get things wrong, but Tompkins is a Premier League player and has massive experience last week he had a terrible game against Brighton I thought he's against um, West Ham he was decent if if that so after the game you know yes we did lose and yes your tempo is up but you need to maintain it you you can't get another yellow card Roy has warned you and the game is done so that's unprofessional on his on his behalf it's a one game ban isn't it yeah, yeah, five yeah, yeah, so yeah but obviously we fancy, they fancy our chances against Man City, so they didn't want to get the ban against <laughs> yeah, that's Leicester. Why, that's what I'm I think that's why Roy's frustrated as well with Wilf and Tompkins. If they got the yellow card against Leicester, fair enough. But they got a yellow card right after the West Ham game, and we've got a massive game coming up against Leicester, which we can actually win with them two on the pitch, and they play a massive part. But now they won't be there, and they will be there for the Man City game, which I'd, even if we were playing great this season, we're not really expected to beat them. So it's, it's all gone pointless and affects Roy's game plan for the game. Yeah, we'll look at your running uh, between now and the, the turn of the year a bit later, but there's some tough games to come, as I'm <laughs> sure you yeah. guys are, are fully aware. But just on uh, you know, people losing their temper, Roy Hodgson, very spiky uh, with the media, both in the post-match press conference and in one or two radio interviews that he gave as well. I- is that a sign that he's feeling the pressure? I think so. 
but then again, in in he's been very good at press conferences, particularly pre-game, because he t- doesn't take any nonsense questions. He, if, why, why are you asking that? What's that got to do with anything? But, and but and what do you class as a nonsense question? Oh, let me think. I was just asking about the same questions every week. Why don't you win without Sahar? Yeah, that's like that kind of thing. They're, so they're questions that the manager need, needs to face up to though aren't they when, when you have any have only won one in ten it's an easy game to play when you start to turn on the media yeah yeah i suppose so but um i don't know roy's roy's going down in people's estimation i really do and you you said one game you said two games i think possibly one game i think leicester is is the one and um i know that our friend uh who couldn't make it tonight uh hambo um actually put a bet on Roy Lee being the first manager and the next manager in the Premier League to lose his job got really good odds uh, well, is this since Mark Hughes has been relieved of his duties is it yeah um, he got 16 to 1 when he, he put the bet on when West Ham's third wow. goal went in is now down to 7 to 2 right um, lots of bookmakers are available <laughs> <laughs> well I mean the big question if Hodgson does go is who replaced him so have a little think about that guys uh, and indeed you Palace fans at home as well don't forget get in touch via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Love Sport Radio if as the guys are predicting here Roy Hodgson is running out of time at Selhurst Park who comes in who's the knight uh, on a white charger to save them uh, from relegation to the championship as of course Hodgson himself did last season you are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love sport love sport radio the station giving fans a voice in a world full of united cities rovers there's only one hotspur the official tottenham hotspur membership one hotspur is now on sale to new members gain access to ticket priority windows receive a gift pack and plenty more spurs benefits tottenham hotspur it's your club Make it official. Sign up today at TottenhamHotspur.com slash join. Can you believe over 50% of UK households have yet to visit a price comparison website and save on their bills? Are you one of those people? Because you must be crazy. Literally, you can save hundreds of pounds in just a matter of minutes. Visit aspokesmansaid.com now and see how much money you can save. That's visit aspokesmansaid.com now. Aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Yeah! Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 395 Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can... All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. 
This is Love Sport. Are you paying way too much for your energy bills and insurance? You could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around. Find out just how much you could save by going to aspokesmansaid.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car and travel insurance. But don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of spokesman said customers who've saved big. Brian from Derbyshire saved £400 on his energy bills. Aaron from Windsor saved 200 on his car insurance and Jim in Glasgow a whopping £600. Kurt from Surrey saved over £300 on his home insurance and Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit aspokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. With a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. The time is just coming up for a 25 past 7 on this Tuesday night. Some massive games involving the English clubs in the Champions League. Liverpool have to win at home to Napoli uh, if they're to progress to the knockout stages, while Tottenham uh, head to Barcelona needing to better Inter Milan's result at home to PSV Eindhoven. I'll be keeping you updated uh, of the goals as they go in in those matches and indeed the rest of the games around Europe kickoff at 8 o'clock. There's also a big game in League 1 tonight. Charlton need a point to get back into the playoff places. They go to the league leaders. Pompey looking for a ninth successive win, the South Coast side. Uh, Steer is the Charlton goalkeeper. Dick Steele, Bilic, Bauer and Jason Pearce against his old club. Taylor Reeves, Aribo Grant, Naby Sarr and George Lapsley uh, making up the Addicts lineup. That match gets underway in around about 20 minutes time and we'll have the goals as they go in from Fratton Park. Uh, joining me in the studio tonight, well, is it Nick Gillard or is it Nick Gusset? You explain. It can be both. Uh, <laughs> the the Gusset came about um, thanks to a friend Sarah Dillingham and uh, Rachel Green. I, I met them at a rave years and years ago and they just knew me as Nick G. And they decided, because they didn't know what the G was, that I was going to be Nick Gusset and it kind of stuck. So and there you go. There you yeah. go. That solves a mystery, they doesn't asked, it? They asked me to <laughs> tell them where the spaceship was and I couldn't. It sounds like a pulp song. but This week you're Nick Gusset though, aren't you? Are you Nick Gossett this week? Or yeah, yeah. I'm, are you, I'm, are you going with the Gossett? I'm fluid between... Yeah, between <laughs> I like them. Palace. Yeah, I like <laughs> Palace. <laughs> I like Palace with the style of football. Portsmouth Charlton, that would have been a Premier League game, what, five years ago, six years ago? Well, actually, the last time um, Charlton beat Pompey was a Premier League game. It was back in uh, April 2005. So That long ago? Yeah. Wow. Will you still go when we're in League One, dear? What? Where <laughs> <laughs> it's going? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Kernaz is Nick's uh, fellow guest tonight. These are the guys from the Back of the Nest uh, podcast, uh, debating all things Palace. Now, before that, a break. Uh, I think you were both probably in favour of Roy Hodgson leaving Selhurst Park. But the million-dollar question, whenever fans ask for a change of manager, is if he does go, uh, who comes in, Dr. That's that's a very hard question. I honestly don't know who comes in. At- I said this on a review show the other day um, on our podcast. I said I've, I can see Dougie Friedman coming in as a caretaker, but if you're asking me who's going to come in full time, I'm not really too sure because there's not. You look at the managers out there, Mark Hughes, no. 
Um, Sam Allardyce, yes, but do I think he'll come back to Palace? Doubt it. Well, there was a reason he left in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Fight. And then who else is there? It's, just, it's, it's, it's hard, but what, what can he do? You can't keep up with the same. If it's not working right now with Roy, and if you keep it the same, then it just it's not going to help the team in any way. I suppose the question is, do you want a firefighting manager, the likes of uh, Big Sam or Mark Hughes, who did keep Southampton up last season, or do you want a manager who's going to plan for the future, much like Saints have done with Ralph uh, Hasenhut or Ralph Rabbit Hutch, as his name translates <laughs> in English. They, really? must, they must have thrown him a lot of carrots to take that job, I can tell you. Um, but, but what sort of manager do you want? Do you want someone who's there for the long haul, or do you want someone who's going to come in keep you up this season and then you look for someone you know with a project at the end of the campaign well the days of long-term managers have truly gone haven't they especially since Arsene went from Arsenal I don't know we, we kind of need to to get a firefighter in to get us out of the mire this season but it would be nice to have somebody long term but I don't I don't think they exist anymore it's such a cut and thrust world especially in the Premier League um looking at teams that can go up or down who was the bloke that left Fulham his name's been bandied about a bit not Jankovic Jokanovic Jokanovic but I'm w- not sure if he'd do a good job exactly defensively Fulham was a mess and I know recently we've, we've been a mess defensively as well but so like the only thing that we've relied on so far with Roy is is the defence I know as I said we've lost it but if we bring Jokanovic in yes we might play more attacking football but I think we're leaking a lot of goals and I'm not really up for that but would, would it be a mistake to get rid of him once we've got Benteke back I don't know that's 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 a hard if we question. I suppose the big question is what what's gone wrong this season that went right for Hodgson last season because you can't take away f- from him the fact that you were in a mess when he took over. He kept you up actually relatively comfortably in the end. So so why has he not been able to replicate that this season? Is it just poor recruitment in the summer? We miss um, Johan goodbye a lot more than I thought we would. And um, yeah, Loftus Cheek, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Um, who, as each week goes by, I think we've got less chance of getting him. I don't know, because we, we don't know who's behind the transfers. Is it Roy getting the transfers, or is it Dougie bringing the players in for Roy to 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 use? Is it, Who's behind the transfers? That, that's the big mystery, isn't it? I think, yes, transfers definitely do play a part, but also tactically this season, I think we've been figured out. We've we've kept with the same system, 4-4-2, and there hasn't been much... Like freedom and fluidity from the guys so I think te- it's too easy for teams to defend against us and now we've lost our defensive um, efforts we're just leaking in goals and we're not scoring so it's just it's the right mess now because we're just keeping the same system and teams have figured us out so we, it's, it's lack of it's a lack of um, change from Roy I think that's really what's costing us so far also the wage bill seems to have gone a bit doolally since we paid a lot of money to get Sacco in on a permanent how much money is he on? He's on a lot. He wasn't great either, was he, at the weekend, by the way? No, he wasn't. He, he, he had he, moments, he, but... He was, no, he was the James Tompkins... Uh, how how James Tompkins played against Brighton. That was Sacco. He was really bad against West Ham. Um, kept misplacing passes. And just his defence... Like, he wouldn't go for balls or just stand back. It was just an absolute mess from him. But then you can't really drop him because James Tompkins is now suspended as well. You're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport on 558 AM online and your digital radio and now also available on your Alexa smart speaker. When we come back, we're going to be joined by a former Crystal Palace manager, Alan Smith, all the way from Kenya. He'll be talking about the season so far, Roy Hodgson, and of course, his own time at the club. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Brian Moore Sports Show. Ian, uh, the, the Brighton fixture, I, I must admit I didn't realise it was such a heated fixture because the uh, normally derbies are geographically close. Uh, what's oh, your experience? I got killed when I said that. When I, said, <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I'm not there anymore. <laughs> absolutely horrendous. Driving you home weekdays from 4pm. We've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. It's hump day, but just because it's midweek, we don't slow down on Wednesday evenings because here on Love Sport, we bring you the fan show. Tomorrow from 7pm, we present the Arsenal fan show with all the latest from the Gooners, keeping you informed with the latest news and views erupting from the Emirates. From 8.30pm, you can get the full lowdown from the Cottagers with the Fulham fan show, keeping you up to date with the latest from South West London. And forget, this is your time to get your voice heard. Give us a tweet at Love Sport Radio or give us a call on 0208 70 20 558. Join Love Sport Radio tomorrow for the Arsenal Fan Show from 7pm and the Fulham Fan Show from 8.30pm. 558am. Love Sport. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. We've got Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast in the studio tonight. And joining us on the line now is the former Crystal Palace manager, Alan Smith. Evening, Alan. Evening, Alex. How are you? I'm very well. You're joining us all the way from Kenya. What are you up to over there? Uh, I'm in Mombasa at the moment. I'm just running some coach education courses, which I've been doing for a few years now. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it's a good, and uh, it also involves me a little bit getting involved in the community here with a couple of schools and hospitals. So, little money goes a long way out in Mombasa. Trust me. And, and you're in a good position, no doubt, to uh, to talk to us tonight because, of course, Kenya is famous for its safaris, and there were one or two donkeys on the pitch for Crystal Palace at West Ham <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> 
Well, there were. The truth of it is, though, that it started with the Brighton game, didn't it? Which I went to. And uh, all credit to Brighton on the day. I'm a big Chris Hewton fan. I've been for a long time. But what was a little bit worrying about that performance was there was a sort of lack of desire. And for any Palace fan, playing Brighton away, you know, it's the sort of last thing you want to see. And that led in then to what was always going to be a difficult game at West Ham. We've been talking uh, a lot about Roy Hodgson and his position at Selhurst Park tonight. Uh, the guys with me in the studio are of the belief that he may be running out of time, uh, one or two matches, depending if you believe Nick or uh, DR, to save his job. They play Leicester in a massive game on Saturday. Uh, do you think he deserves a bit more time just based on what he did last season? Well, I think he does, actually, but I suppose I'm bound to say that as an ex-manager, you tend to be a bit protective. <laughs> you know, what he did last year was a fantastic achievement, and I looked at the squad at the start of the season, and I thought they could easily do a lot better. I, you know, it, it looked stronger, it looked as if it had goals in it. I think one of the worrying things is for, for a Roy Hodgson team to concede six goals in two games, He's so unusual, Alex. You know, normally he's very happy to win a game 1-0. If you go back to the Fulham game, the first game of the season, Palace won it 2-1, and it was a very clinical Palace performance. Deserved the three points. And what's a little bit worrying at the moment is, you know, letting in so many goals. We, we're all worried as a Palace fan, there's not enough goals in the team. Now suddenly we're conceding you know, six in two, and I think that is worrying. We were talking about James Tompkins earlier. I mean, you talk about defensive mistakes. He had a real nightmare at Brighton, and then he was booked after the full-time whistle on Saturday. It's a, a yellow card that will mean he's suspended for the game against Leicester this weekend. As a manager, how would you deal with one of your players being shown a yellow card in the tunnel after the game has finished? My own feeling about it, Alex, is probably a, a quiet word would be better than making a mega. I, I don't think at the moment Roy can afford or wants to upset the apple cart. I mean, he did what he did, James, totally out of order, totally ridiculous. Um, having said that, it's done, and I think we need to have everybody on board at the moment. I don't think we can start having arguments about who did what. And just the last two games... The, the, the team haven't looked as united as it did certainly last season and at the start of this season. So I think if I was Roy, I'd have a, a nice, polite, firm word. But, you know, this game against Leicester um, is right. I saw them play Fulham the other day and there were a couple of players missing, Fardy in particular. Uh, he might be back Saturday. And I, I think at the moment, uh, Palace just need to regroup a little bit. Hi, Alan. Um, just look at uh, me personally. I think Roy's got two games um, to keep his job. I think Leicester mm -hmm. and Cardiff are vital for him. But let's say results don't go our way and he does end up leaving. What, who, who do you think will be able to come to Palace and you know save us in a way? Is there any names well, out there that you what think? What I would say is, you know, I, I do think some of Roy's. Let, let me just go back to Roy. Yeah. I think he feels under pressure because just looking at. His interview on Saturday was getting very touchy, wasn't he, on yeah. points that were being raised. And I think he could have, you know, in, in the cold light of day, dealt with that a little bit better. Is that a sign of a manager what under I pressure, Alan? Is, sorry? Is that the sign of a manager under pressure when he starts I, to react that way? So. Yeah, I, I think it was, actually, because he, 
you sort of went off at a tangent a little bit um, rather than sort of sticking to the facts. And uh, again, if I can come back to the Brighton game, I thought the, the performance was really poor. Mother Roy, in a way, tried to defend that and said, well, we gave it our best. And, uh, you know, I saw, I saw some of the Palace fans tweeting, well, if that's our best, where we go. Um, getting back to who should succeed, um, Roy was a great appointment at the time. He was exactly what was needed. What I still think the Palace squad is way too good to go down. I think it's much better than their league position shows. And I just hope they don't go for a sort of short-term firefighter. We did that with Pulis. Uh, we did it with Allardyce. And I think it's just got to be somebody that can identify with the club a little bit further. Because actually, I think the squad is, whoever takes the job, inherits. Um, he's actually got quite a good team. Yeah. Hello, Alan. Nick here. How are you doing? You, you don't fancy, Hi, Nick. You, I'm well. You don't fancy coming yeah. over for a, for a couple of weeks and uh, helping people who <laughs> no, aren't strikers I, 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 be strikers? <laughs> that, that, that's... I think that would be a... <laughs> Yeah, I go. think that will be a big mistake. <laughs> Nick, I think we need to look forward. But look, I, again, I, I don't put the whole onus on Roy. I'm not quite sure who does Palace's re recruitment. Um, I know they took Barry Simmons on last year. He's a really good, got a good eye for a player. But I have to say, I don't think their recruitment's been brilliant. No. And on top of that, um, I'm not quite sure who identifies the players. And that recruitment we've seen at Fulham, I mean, Fulham spent £100 million in the, in the year, much more than Palace. And actually, they're pretty much wasted their money. I don't quite see who's the leading light. And I think they put so much faith in Zaha and a good season, and that Roy was a good organiser, a good coach. And I think it was almost an attitude of, look, Roy's a good coach. He'll organise them. We've got Zaha up front. You know, we'll be okay. Well, I don't think that's that's putting too much onus on on those three or three two particular specifics. Yeah, but we're hoping that um, Ben. I nearly said Beckham. Then Benteke. You could do with Beckham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Benteke. Um, once he gets back, then we'll be able to get Will back out wide. Um, yeah, but uh, having the, said that, can I just? Go on. Go, on, go on. No, I was going to say that the, the no, fact we've got a, an out-and-out striker missing, I think, has made Roy's job a lot more difficult. And it's possible that there'd be nobody with, with the forwards we've got. I mean, I know Roy has said that I, who's been playing well, which has drawn a lot of consternation from Palace fans, because, to be mm. perfectly honest, mm. he hasn't been that good. And Sorloff, uh, a £10 million player, he ain't. Um how no. much of it is down to not having an out-and-out striker rather than being Roy? Oh, well, normally I'd say a big part because that's your out ball that will get you a game. Whether Roy now is thinking, well, we're not conceding, the, um, we're not scoring the number of goals we want and we push forward a bit more, which is not like Roy. I mean, he likes his 4-4-2, he likes to keep things solid. But, you know, the, the six goals we've conceded at Brighton, uh, and at uh, West Ham are really the most unlikely Roy Hodgson goals. I mean, really sloppy defending. And the, the one thing he's been known for through his career is sort of keeping a tight ship. So, you know, at the moment, I'd prefer to win in, you know, if you take the Leicester game, I'd prefer to get back to winning it 1-0 in the 89th minute and not <laughs> having to sort of go in with all 
with all guns blazing because he's, he's not really Roy Star that is it? Mm. Alan, I'll tell you one uh, Palace player who could defend was Gareth Southgate. Um, you obviously know him very well. He played for you at Selhurst Park. What, what a tremendous job he's done with England, of course, taking him to the final of the Nations League and the semi-finals of the World Cup. D- did you always know, even from a young age, that he would go on and become a, a, a top manager? I always knew that there was something different about him. I mean, he joined Palace when he was 16. He'd been released by Southampton. He was our youth team captain, he was our reserve team captain, and he captained our championship team at 22. So I always knew he had really good skills. And, you know, as a human being, as much as anything, and I never actually thought Palace fans at the time gave him the credit for what is there. So I'm quite pleased looking back. I mean, I fully accept, you know, the the, the Jeff Thomases, the Ian Wright, Mark Bright, you know, that when I was the assistant manager. But I thought Gareth was sort of slightly underestimated. So I'm, I'm quite pleased now that he's come back and, you know, not just shown um, what a good football manager he is, but, you know, basically what a decent human being is and, and how much humility he's got. Yeah. And the funny thing about that, by the way, I mean, it's funny how life goes. Probably three years ago, if we'd have said Gareth Southgate would be a palace manager, we'd have been, oh, no, I don't want that. You know, that's... You know, we want something a bit sexier. And as it happened, you know, whether Sam Allardyce can be called sexy, I'm like, I don't know. Or, or <laughs> Definitely you know, not. Depends what demographic <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm not even sure <laughs> no, Mrs. Allardyce calls him sexy. I know. Well, I was just throwing that in, by the way. But do you know what I mean? It's it's funny how times change so quickly. Uh, now Gareth's everybody's favourite, um, which is lovely. But you go through a period of people not quite recognising how good you are. So, yeah, it's been great. But having said that, I've been having some lovely tweets recently with Andy Gray. And when I, again, I shouldn't look back, but when I look back, what a good player he was. And somehow, I think somebody like him in midfield at the moment will be, you know, absolutely diamond, you know. We, um, during that time with Steve Coppell, there was a lot, lot, of that team that went through into management and have been quite successful. They've had their bad spells as well, but how much of Coppel rubbed off on them to make them go into management, you think? Yeah, I think his simplicity and he was a man of few words and and I think he, Steve always liked leaders, you know, he wanted leaders in the squad, he, he was quiet and therefore he wanted people in the changing room that would get up and, you know, even before that, you know, people like Chris Powell, who probably didn't have a marvellous career, but uh, Palace went to Charlton and did very well. Pardew, of course, has been, uh, I'm not quite sure what the word I'm looking at, but, you know, he certainly had a lot of clubs. So, you know, I I think because we had a lot of leaders at that time, and people who we really pushed forward as being leaders, Steve was always a believer in a strong changing room. You know, he didn't want yes-men, he wanted people who actually got up and did it and I think that's why they, some of those people went on to you know have a successful career in, in fact that's what Dougie Freeman said when when we were lucky enough to interview him about um the first right. thing he did when he was manager was get a team full of leaders while he why he got Milo Jedinak in and that kind of thing and it, it kind of got a bit undone yeah well what, what I mean I know 
as my role as assistant manager when I was at Palace under Steve, you know, you go in the changing room sometime and there were arguments, there were fights, you know, Wright, Bright, Andy Gray, Finnegan, Thomas Pemberton, you know, they'd all sort of bundle in. In fact, one of the quietest actually was Eric Young. And he no. was six foot four and he certainly <laughs> wouldn't have argued with him. No, he was quiet, he didn't. And then the team that I sort of inherited or took over with Gareth, Chris Coleman, you know, people like that, you know, the manager didn't have a lot to say sometimes because they were really, you know, were strong characters. And I think sometimes that's a little bit lacking today, that, you know, that form of leadership. And I come back to the Brighton game. I've, I've just thought on that, that particular game, I don't know what everybody else thinks, we just lacked a few leaders and, you know, and that's, you know, it's all right having nice guys out there, but somehow you need somebody who's actually going to rip things apart and, and, you know, that I would say and play for the shirt. Alan, just quickly, uh, Leicester at home on Saturday. Give us a quick prediction for that one. I think we win it, to be honest with you. I think Roy will get back to his basics. I think the lads will realise what a big game this is. But I'm still convinced in my mind, having watched Fulham, having watched Huddersfield, having watched Cardiff, Palace are a far better team than them. And I think we just need to sort of calm it down, get back to what Roy's good at, and then review it. Because I'd, I'd, I'd hate the thought that he ends on a sour note. You know, he had a sour note as England manager on that dreadful Iceland game. Did brilliantly for us last year. And I think the expectation of all, am I not right, is quite high this year. Rightly so as well. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going for us to win... Very happy if it's 1-0, if it's 2-0, but that's a bonus. Yeah, emphasis on the nil after the weekend. Alan, uh, thanks very much for joining us, and enjoy Kenya. Brilliant. That's uh, Alan Smith, the former Crystal Palace manager. His Palace side went down with 48 points, by the way. I don't think you can leave 48 points to stay up this season. You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Sometimes you don't have the answers to all of life's questions. But My Dilemma can help. What's the best pub for away fans? What restaurant should I go to for a first date? Where's the best place for a city break? My Dilemma is the new app where you can ask the really important or fun questions and get the answers you need. Just post your question, present the options, and the other users will help you find the solution to your dilemma. My Dilemma, a problem shared is a problem solved. 
Download for free from the App Store. Are you frustrated by your job and looking for a new opportunity? At SEHBAC, we are currently looking for talented and driven sales consultants to join our award-winning teams in the Southeast. If you have experience selling windows, doors and conservatories, we want to hear from you. With a fantastic range of benefits and full training provided, SEHBAC has the job that's right for you. For more details or to get in touch, visit SEHBAC.com. The Lord's Taverners, the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. Hi, my name's Sam Alderson, and I have seen and experienced firsthand the good work the Lord's Taverners has delivered, going from playing to now coaching. It's just amazing, and I just want more youngsters to see what can happen and that you don't have to define yourself as disabled. The Lord's Tevners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK. Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Always take your doctor's advice. Search NHS Antibiotics. 558 AM. Love Sport. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport on 558 AM online and digital radio and now on your Alexa smart speaker as well. We were talking to the former Crystal Palace manager Alan Smith uh, during, or just before that break, some fantastic points uh, that he made. Uh, Dougie Friedman got a mention during that chat. Um, clearly, uh, Nick, you're a Dougie Friedman fan. His official title, though, is Sporting Director. Does he have to shoulder some of the blame, particularly for the signings that have been made? I mean, you mentioned Alexander Sorloth, who may never score a Premier League goal. Mamadou Sacco, £30 million. Uh, Jordan Ayew, uh, the striker who doesn't know where the back of the net is. Uh, Max Meyer, probably the, the only bright point from, from the business that was done last summer. Definitely Max Meyer. Um, you know, he's... <sighs> Well, what's the hit rate for signings for other football teams? Is it one in four comes good? One in three comes good? Um, I really don't know. I don't know what went on with the sort of signing. I generally don't think Roy had seen him play because I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Um, Alan mentioned uh, we've got a new scouting chap in. I can't remember what he said his name was. So whether he's doing the business or not, I don't know. And um, we've got talk of a couple of players coming in. Is it Solanke, the Liverpool guy? Yeah, Jermaine Defoe as well. He's been linked um, this evening with a loan move to Palace. So that was just by me to you, though, wasn't it? That was just no, my, my apparently the, apparently a new, I think it was the son or something. Oh, the, really? Yeah, okay. the release story last half an hour um, saying that Jermaine uh, Palace are interested in getting Jermaine Defoe on they, loan. They must have read my mind. Exactly. Channeling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chuckle brothers there. I like, I like that. <laughs> but if you're actually looking at our transfers, Ruben Loftus-Cheek was a good... Like We have to look at the positives and the negatives as well. Yeah. Ruben Loftus- was a good signing but then again we got Yak who is loaned out to Turkey and is not playing for third the, division yeah <laughs> I don't think I, I'm not too sure he's in the third division but he's like I think he's in the first division but he's for a team that plays very low like it's not a very good team uh, we got Rakip uh, who came on loan and he played for under 23s we didn't even see him I don't think we saw him on a bench on the first team um it's just there's been there's been some odd transfers on Serloff as I mentioned. I think some of them have been panic buys, and yes, you have to look at Doug Friedman because he is a sporting director. 
So previously we all blamed Steve Parish, but I think Doug Friedman deserves somewhat of the blame as well. But it's not easy to like, but get transfers. He's he's been good in the past. Who 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 brought Belassi in? I know, but the, that's in the past. Now he's working for us as a sporting director right now, and that's his. I think that's his main job, as far as I know, and getting and recruit, recruiting players. So if he's not if he's not doing that well right now, then it doesn't really matter what happened in the past. And I know we we lost Johan Kabai. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek we couldn't get him back on loan but we did also sign Max Meyer so there has been some positives and negatives but if you're looking at it in general if you're looking at what he's done so far at Palace I I don't know whether it's been good or bad I think I'm leaning more towards the bad side due to some of the ridiculous signings we've made with Yak and and Rakip but we're we're so fickle. We'll win against Leicester, and everything will be great, and Roy will be the greatest manager. Oh, in the world I, don't, again. I, I honestly don't think so. After Burnley, I've, now I regret being so happy because I was like, oh wow, our season's going to change now. Look at the football we've been playing. But uh, who have we beat so far this season? Huddersfield, Burnley, and Fulham. Fulham. You also exactly. ma- you also managed to lose to Southampton, which takes some doing, doesn't it? Exactly. And we play we faced Newcastle, who we couldn't beat. We've only beat three teams who are who haven't played that great this season. And I don't know, even if we beat that's what I'm saying, even if we beat less than Cardiff, I'm giving Roy two games. He, something drastic uh, something drastically on the pitch has to happen. Like we have to dominate both games for me to say, All right, Roy, I'll give you uh, I, you know, until end of January, you can get in some signings, and then we'll see what happens then. But if you if you get Roy getting in some signings and they don't come off, then they get rid of Roy. You've got a new manager coming in who hasn't got a window, and we'll just blame Roy's signings if things don't go well. You haven't got a new manager coming in before that window to buy the players he wants that he yeah. knows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's going to be very hard for, in my eyes, for Roy to keep his job because. Even if you even if you don't get anyone in in January, which is very unlikely, I think we'll get someone in. At least if a new manager comes in, Wilfred Zaha may play in his position. Andrew Townsend may play in his position. We might have players playing in a position which might get us some results. I can only think that Charlie Wyatt from the Sun has bugged the Love Sport office because no sooner were you and I, uh, Dr, talking about this in the uh, yeah. in the office than, than the Sun have run an exclusive that Jermaine Defoe could be handed a Premier League lifeline uh, by Crystal Palace. He's, he's played, I think, about twenty-two minutes in total for Bournemouth this season. He's on good money there, sixty-five thousand pound a week. I think he's voiced his frustration. Wants to go out on loan in January. I suppose the issue is: Do you really want your season to, to be? on the shoulders of someone who's approaching his 37th birthday that's that's yeah (laughs) well you don't but then you look at our options and they're not really good as well we really can't complain getting Jermaine Defoe I know it's not like you could argue that he's gone past his time now and that's why he's not playing for Bournemouth but I guess it wouldn't it wouldn't harm the squad getting Jermaine Defoe so if we could get him then that would be great because right now we're not getting anyone uh, and you know, both our strikers are sitting on the bench that's how bad they are well if Charlie White is listening who else would you like to see linked with uh, Crystal Palace um, up front um, well Messi's on the bench tonight he can't be that happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, he's a good kit well we're, Danny, Danny Welbeck was an option um, well, he's out he's for, out, the, he's season, out for the rest of the season so. Eddie Dzeko been mentioned in, in the past yeah that would be fantastic but I don't see that it's just it, striker is a very hard position to get especially prolific strikers because one they cost a lot and two it's always a gamble I still think we've got Wickham and Benteke to come back and I do think Benteke will make a difference I really do 
Good stuff. Well, Nick mentioned uh, Lionel Messi on the bench tonight for Barcelona. We will be updating you uh, on how they're getting on against Tottenham f- a few minutes away from kickoff in the Camp Nou. Liverpool also taking on Napoli in a must-win game when they played about nine minutes down at Fratton Park in League One. It's still Portsmouth, the leaders, Neil uh, Charlton, who need a point to get in the playoffs. Neil, you are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Love sports. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 3 95 Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio, or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. You love your sport. But it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. Please drive carefully through roadworks. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. My studio guests tonight are... Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. I didn't know whether to call you Gussett there or not. You've confused me now. Uh, Nick has got a story uh, about how he once scored a goal at the new Camp, where, of course, Tottenham are playing Barcelona in a big Champions League game tonight. We'll get that from him in a moment. And the guys will also be giving us their listener questions and the four-word reviews from the weekend defeat at West Ham. Palace going down 3-2, of course, at London Stadium. We'll be reacting to that. And looking ahead to the game against Leicester in just a few minutes' time. But first, here is the latest news. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8, the Labour leaders accusing the Prime Minister of demeaning her office by calling off today's Commons vote on Brexit. She let down all MPs and the people we represent on both sides of this House, the overwhelming majority of whom know this deal is dead and want to go on with putting a realistic solution in place. 
Jeremy Corbyn's annoyed that MPs didn't get a say on the change of plan. Theresa May's in Berlin as she tours Europe to try to get reassurances on her agreement to take back to Parliament. Reports from France say shots have been fired in the northeastern city of Strasbourg, close to a popular Christmas market. It's understood one person has died and several others are injured, but this hasn't been confirmed. Two more healthcare professionals have been arrested by police investigating the alleged poisoning of patients at a hospital in Lancashire. A man and a woman have been detained after concerns were raised about some people being treated at Blackpool Victoria's stroke unit in early November. Donald Trump has threatened to shut down the US government if the Democrats refuse to vote in favour of his Mexican border wall. He made the threat at a White House meeting with Democrat leaders Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, which soon turned hostile. Let me say something, Mr. President. You just say my way or we'll shut down the government. We have a proposal that Democrats and Republicans will support that will not shut down the government. We urge you to take it. And if it's not good border security, I it won't take it. It is very good border security. And if it's security. not good border security, I won't take it. In tonight's Champions League, which is just getting underway, Tottenham are in Barcelona and need to equal what Inter Milan do against PSV Eindhoven. Liverpool take on Napoli and have to win 1-0 or by two clear goals to secure their place in the next round. In the Scottish Premiership, 7th-placed Aberdeen are hosting 6th-placed Livingston. It's currently one all at Pitondree. That's the latest. I'm Tanya Snugs. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. You're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz are my studio guests tonight. And uh, it's time now for the four-word reviews from that defeat against West Ham on Saturday. Nick. I hate doing these when we lose. <laughs> and you? Yeah. It's looking back at the, uh, looking at the comments, it's, it's always so aggressive and it's yeah. not nice. I'm glad we've got Hambo's chilled music just to... Yeah, calm things down. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Pizzi. Three failed transfer windows. <laughs> CPFC Sydney from Sydney. Late night for nothing. Mark Taylor. All huff, no puff. Nick Sadler. Shambolic 20 minutes again. Martin Faulkner. I'm sure he did the same one last week. Same old, same old. Dale Cox has just got, it looks like, I don't know, like something from Pink Floyd's The Wall. Might be a hammer. <laughs> um, Alfie Atkins has lost the dressing room. I think a great spinal tap scene there when they lose the dressing room. That was definitely more than four words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mr. Cabri's parrot still need a striker. Look, Mr. C. Parrot, we've got two. They're just ill. They're having operations. 
Jamie Muller, time for a change. Matt Tully, good advice this one. Don't listen whilst driving. The bloke in front of me at football, James Crickler, the man who makes the best hummus in the world. And he always has a flask of green tea which he shares. He's glad I didn't go. <laughs> glad he didn't yeah. go. He's not glad I didn't go, unless he doesn't like me sitting behind him, I don't know. <laughs> Michael Casey, Aston Villa in disguise. Now I don't know whether that's referring to West Ham playing in Claret and Blue. Or, or whether performing we've been yeah. I don't know. We've been pants. I don't know, I think that's that's a good question. Maybe Benteke yeah. scored goals for Villa, so he can't be meaning that Villa are Well, Villa did go down. Maybe he's inferring that we might... I don't know. He has to let us know. <laughs> yeah. Um, who are you? What do you want? That's, it. That's his name. We had the lead. South London and proud. Time to change manager. Hmm. Um, James Crickler again. I'm heading to Belgium right now. We're in a tunnel with no light at the end. Also on this shuttle below the channel at the moment. That's more than four words. I think you've got the wrong thread, mate. Yeah. <laughs> CPS, CPFC Fresno. Roy out. Roy out. And last but not least, Liam Dowd, 2409. Bye bye, Roy Hodgson. Maybe. Some pretty brutal yeah. ones there. Yeah. If, if Roy Hodgson is, is listening, it's not going to cheer him up much. Yeah, it's always it's been like this for the last couple of weeks. I expect it, uh, you know, it's expected as results haven't gone our way. And yeah, hopefully Palace win on a weekend and finally we can get some more positive forward reviews for next week. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do previews instead if we lose and have previews for the next game. Or oh, that would be cheating though. Yeah, but I wouldn't have to be angry. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, just four words about anything but football. Yeah. No. I love my mummy. Yeah, we could change it about. <laughs> results go like this. Yeah, or well, forward previews, you know, where they, they chat us up via Twitter. Yeah, there's so many other options. Yeah. I don't think about it. <laughs> one word review. So that was the uh, four word reviews then on one Palace's defeat at West Ham on Saturday. Uh, some big games uh, tonight, not just in the Champions League, but in League One as well uh, Barcelona nil Tottenham nil is the latest score from the new camp remember Tottenham just have to better into Milan's result um, at home to PSV Eindhoven is still goalless as well over in Italy and Liverpool a match they have to win they are currently drawing nil nil with Napoli no guys either in the league one game between Pompey and Charlton it's still Pompey nil uh, Charlton nil they've played uh, around about 22 minutes there so just the uh, midway stage of the first half uh, and Nick you wanted to tell us your story about how you once scored a goal at the new Camp yeah I will do I was just going to say what are the odds on Messi coming off the bench Tottenham are about to go through Messi comes off the bench and scores twice oh that's definitely going to happen Tottenham yeah. will be like 2-1 up and then Messi comes off the bench and then he scores a goal and ruins Tottenham's chances of progress. And then Suarez will come on and bite Harry Kane's ear off. Yeah, that could happen as well. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I wonder what you the odds are. If, that, if both of those uh, do occur, I'll be asking you for the lottery results at the yeah. end of the programme. <laughs> what does the man in the Daily Mirror say now? Is he, is he, is <laughs> yeah. he going with that? Yeah, is that on there? Um, <laughs> what about your, uh, your new camp story then? Go on, I know you're bursting to tell the listeners. My very first holiday abroad when I was 17, so we're going back 33 years, was in a place called Salou. And we were in the hotel and my mate said, oh, Michael Jackson is playing at the new camp. 
Now, I wasn't that bothered about Michael Jackson, but I really wanted to go to the new camp. Our tickets were right up in the gods. And somehow we managed to worm our way down, get past lots and lots of security guards. And we got to the edge of the pitch, and it was VIPs only on the pitch area. Bribed the security guard, five beers, he let us on. Wow. And when I was on the pitch, everybody else, half the pitch was full of Michael Jackson fans. The other half wasn't being used for some reason. So I played football with my mate with a Tango can <laughs> until we could find other soft drinks were available, including Dr. Pepper. And, um, yeah, I scored a goal where the goal would have been with a Tango can and uh, went to Lally while everybody else was watching Michael Jackson. That made my holiday. So technically, you played at New Camp. You could, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. Uh, well, at least the security, ain't, well, I hope so, ain't that bad <laughs> like nowadays because if it was that bad, then everyone would be playing at a new camp. No, uh, it sounds like Tottenham's defending might be just as bad as the security, though, because there has been a goal oh, wow. and it's not good news uh, for Maurizio Pochettino and his team. Barcelona won, Tottenham nil, seven minutes played. Uh, Usman Dembele is the man who's uh, finished with a decent strike from inside the area. Uh, Hugo Lloris, just a bystander by all accounts as the ball flies low into the net so it's Barcelona 1 Tottenham nil. as it stands uh, Tottenham will be going out of the Champions League that's because Inter Milan are currently holding PSV Eindhoven to a goalless draw uh, over in Italy I will of course update you uh, throughout the evening on the goals from the Camp Nou also from Anfield where Liverpool have to beat Napoli to stand any chance of progressing still nil nil there and still nil nil in League One, Portsmouth against Charlton. In fact, Charlton have just scored at Fratton Park. That's a bit of an upset. Charlton taking the lead against the League One leaders. Uh, a close-range finish um, from uh, Carlan Ahern Grant has put the Addicts in front. A point, remember, takes Charlton into the playoff places tonight. Much more Crystal Palace chat to come. Uh, when we come back, you are listening to Love Sport. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for AspokesmanSaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit AspokesmanSaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Brian Moore Sports Show. James, today's teaser involves goalkeepers. You're a goalkeeper, but I don't think it's you, is it? <laughs> no, I... You're not the answer. I have never won... Premier. If you are the answer, what is the question? <laughs> um, yeah, who's gone on the longest record run without a clean sheet? That might be me, I don't know. Actually, that's not true. I've got two this year. No big deal. No, it really isn't, so... <laughs> Driving you home. Weekdays from 4pm. Love Sport. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show. We are in the company of the guys from the Back of the Nest uh, podcast. Nick Gusset and Dr. Kernaz are with me, Alex Crook, in the studio. And uh, Nick, I believe we have some listener questions. Yeah, we have got a listener question. I can't remember the listener's name, but it's quite an interesting one. Dr. If you were, as a club, were offered £60 million for Wilfred Zaha, would you take it in order to bolster the squad? Bearing in mind we've got high wage bill, it's unlikely we're going to be able to buy anybody, only loan people in January. Would it be worth it? When? 
Not the biggest threat. Who's only scored one goal since September. Yeah, who has, but he's still our main threat. There's other players that earn lots of money as well. Mamadou Sakho, he earns near enough £100,000. Christian Benzema. You're not going to get £60 million from Mamadou yeah, Sakho not, with yeah, the greatest respect in the world. Yeah, you're not, but you can still get £25 million and you can get £100,000 know, pounds in wages off your books as well, which we're, I think we're ninth in the Premier League in terms of wages spent. So... Oh, there's other players out there that we could sell instead of Wilfred Zaha. Right now, selling Wilfred Zaha, I think, will will be chaotic because I don't... Uh, unless we've got a plan on bringing on players at its calibre, then yes, but I don't think we have. I don't think we're looking to sell Zaha in January. Wan-Bissak is a player who's been mentioned with some uh, some of the biggest clubs in the Premier League, particularly after the start he made to this season. Maybe his form's just tailed off a bit, but is he someone that you may uh, cash in on for the greater good, if you like? I'd rather keep Wan Bissaka than Zaha. Interesting. Well, Zaha, I I think is it due to Zaha? Like, there's rumours that Zaha will go in in the summer. Is that why you rather keep Wan Bissaka? Or yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Zaha's got a, a clause as well, hasn't he? Is it Man United get twenty percent of any transfer fee? I'm not too sure. I think it goes up to fifteen million pounds. I think they get fifty percent or forty five percent of. You know, fifty million. So if he sells for sixty million, he'll take fifty, like fifty percent of the fifteen million or something like that. But I'd, I, if you're looking at, play, I'd rather sell Wan. As much as I love Wan Bissaka, I'd rather sell Wan Bissaka than Wilfred Zaha because <laughs> Zaha, as you said, he hasn't been performing well. And also, if he hasn't been performing as well, would teams pay sixty million for Zaha right now at this stage in January? I don't think so. Guys, I'm just going to interject because there's been a couple of big goals involving the English clubs in the Champions League. Uh, first of all, in Liverpool's group, Paris Saint-Germain have taken the lead away from home against Red Star Belgrade. That's bad news uh, for Liverpool because PSG were on eight points from their five games uh, going into tonight. Liverpool on six points from their five matches. So as it stands, uh, PSG will top that group on 11 points. Napoli in second place on 10. And Liverpool, well, they're heading for the Europa League on seven points. Still nil-nil at Anfield. And there's also been a goal in the game in Tottenham's group. And this is good news for Spurs, who we heard were one-nil down at Barcelona. But PSV Eindhoven, uh, surprisingly perhaps, have just taken the lead against Inter Milan. It's now Inter Milan nil, uh, PSV one Lazar with the goal for PSV they're very much the whipping boys of that group going into tonight it means at the moment uh, Tottenham are clinging on to second place by their fingertips they will go through with seven points from six matches that's almost unheard of in the Champions League but we will keep you updated I'm sure there's going to be plenty of twists and turns in those matches uh, throughout the course of the evening sorry guys you got any more listener questions for us? yeah we've got a, uh, a listener question from Daniel Babington Brown um, what a great name. Yeah. <laughs> Evening, gents. Controversial, I know, but could Wilf being suspended this weekend prove a blessing, as Roy is now forced into a change from playing Wilf and Andros as strikers? Could Saturday be the day that we stumble across a new formation or a more effective combination up front? How about 4-5-1 with Sorloff up top, Andros wide right, Ayu or Schlupp wide, re- wide left, and three in the middle. Thoughts? Yeah, that'll be good, but I just don't see that happening. Why? I, and Wilf, I, it's not like this is the only game this season that Wilf hasn't played for Palace. He's had he had an injury um, earlier on in the season, and still we didn't change it to a four-five-one. I don't think it will happen, but it should happen, and that's why I think Roy's job is on the line because he's not. 
as Alan Smith said, is not really the one to change it about. And I think, unfortunately, that's going to cost him his job. That's that's what I think, personally. Otherwise, I would change the formation, not to 4-5-1. Even that, I, I don't mind. But I think the best option would be 4-3-3, three, three, putting, you know, Wilf and Andros wide. But yeah, no, I know he's spend for this game, but in general, I think that's our for, um, best formation. And actually having Serla for IU up front, even though they haven't really proven themselves, but having Wilf and Andros up front, it, I don't think it works. IU's more of a winger anyway, isn't he? He's more of a left, left winger, left forward? Well, that's a good question. Is he what, is, uh, where, what is IU's best position? Not, uh, no one really knows. Some people say he's a striker. Some people say he's a wide midfielder. Me personally, I think he's a striker. I don't think he's he's got the technical ability to go past defenders like that out on the wing. He's uh, So I, I don't see him playing out wide. But if we have a full-fit squad, 4-3-3 three, three, with Wilf and Andros out wide is the best formation. But even with Wilf being out, I think he'll go with Andros up front and he'll probably put Ayo Serlof up for Wilf. I don't think he'll change the formation. One behind the other or both? both yeah, it'll be the same. I think it'll be the same. Roy hasn't really changed it so far. And if he does change it, then I'll be very surprised. But I don't see it happening. And that's why I think he's going to he's going to get sacked sooner rather than later. If, um, if you're playing for Palace, well, I see this, Alex. If you're playing for Palace and things aren't working and the manager's telling you the same thing mm. to do the same thing every week... How do you react as a player? Do you think, oh, it's going to come good, or do you do you think? Well, I I could actually throw that question back at you because I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Cop out, yeah. Typical <laughs> Man United fan. <laughs> oh, no need for that. Uh, is Roy Hodgson an innovative enough manager? Because I think we're we're seeing now certainly with that change at Southampton have made everybody uh, expected or predicted they were bringing an Allardyce or a Moyes. Same at Reading. Uh, they've just fired their manager, Paul Clement, and the usual names came to the frame, the likes of Steve Bruce and Alan Pardew, uh, even though I believe he's about to get a job in the MLS. But they tried oh. to get a, a coach from Victoria Guimaraes uh, over in Portugal. We see Southampton go to, to Germany for their manager. It, is Roy Hodgson, has the game just passed him by? Perhaps. I mean, the age was always a thing with me anyway. Um, don't get me wrong. I want him to do well. I think it's I a, really do. I think it's a contract extension curse. We gave him a new contract to for him to carry on till tw- was it 2021, 2020? Yeah. Was that like- the right decision? Did you did you guys think that was the right decision at the time? Yes, at the time. Yeah, I did think that was the right decision. But now it's, it's I think it will cost the club unless he resigns. We're still going to have to pay him off for his contract, and it cost you a lot more yeah, to be relegated, me. wouldn't it? Yeah, so yeah. so it's not <laughs> at the time, yes, but right now, you know, it, it shows that it wasn't really worth doing at the, you know at that moment. Were you in favour at the time when he was handed that big contract? Of course, because of the season he had. We we genuinely thought at the start of the season that we'd go go on and cement a mid-table or slightly higher if we carried on as we left off last season. Good stuff. The time is uh, just count for 20 past eight on this Tuesday night. Nick Gusset and DR Kernaz uh, will be with me right the way through until nine o'clock. When we come back, we are going to be looking ahead to Crystal Palace's must-win game at home to Leicester on Saturday. It's all in the name. Love Sport Radio. Merry Christmas. It's a phrase you'll hear a lot this time of year. But Christmas is not always happy particularly for men involved in a divorce they didn't choose. 
Meanwhile, they await the outcome in someone else's home this Christmas. These men need more than the help of a good Cordell and Cordell lawyer. They need the hope and encouragement of a good friend. If I've described someone that you count among your friends, be sure to remember him in this season. Visit cordellcordell.co.uk. Cordell and Cordell, a partner men can count. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk This is Love Sport. Are you paying way too much for your energy bills and insurance? You could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around. Find out just how much you could save by going to aspokesmansaid.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car and travel insurance. But don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of spokesman said customers who've saved big. Brian from Derbyshire saved £400 on his energy bills. Aaron from Windsor saved 200 on his car insurance, and Jim in Glasgow a whopping £600. Kurt from Surrey saved over £300 on his home insurance, and Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit aspokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. With a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport with me, Alex Crook, in the studio tonight. We have Nick Gussett and DR Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. Now, I know Brighton is, is a swear word for you guys, but <laughs> I just want to uh, reveal this, really, um, almost to illustrate that the cost of dropping out of the Premier League. They've announced their uh, annual accounts tonight. Nothing unusual in that. But this is staggering for me. Their income rose just from being in the Premier League for one year, from £29.2 million in the Championship to £139.4 million. Wow. That really illustrates the, the, the gravy train that is the Premier League. And, and you were saying to me off the air, uh, DL, that 
some of your fellow Palace supporters saying, actually, let's just get relegated to the Championship. Let's start to enjoy our football again. We're going to win more than we lose, which doesn't happen at the moment. But financially, it would be a disaster, wouldn't it? I mean, that, that, those figures released by your nemesis, your, your arch rivals, just suggest that. Exactly. And I hope them Palace fans that don't actually mind us going down hear this news because that's that's ridiculous like 20 million to 130s it just shows how much financially you know it means to stay up in the Premier League also you want to stay in the Premier League you want to play in the best competition you want your club to play against the big boys and get few upsets and that's why I don't think it'll be right if we go down I don't understand fans that do say oh let's just go down it'll be much funner in the championship winning more games one financially you can see that it will have a massive impact on us. And secondly, who wants to go? I don't know. Who's who's in the championship now? Who wants to go Brentford away or not I Brentford? Did. What what no. other teams are there in the championship? Did, That's long. Did you just say much funner? Yeah. Much funner in the yeah. much more fun. That's much the funner. Fun, yeah. That's I the, don't understand it. That's the kids today, Nick. Yeah, uh-huh. the youth of today. Yeah. Um. What are the parachute payments like now? No, I, I can see see going down would be quite nice to get the wins and actually so-called proper fans, less less plastics at the game, less tourists. But on the Brighton thing, they put all their money on red to go up, didn't they? Because if they didn't go up when they did, I think they would have gone under. So it's a very iffy game that they played to do it. Well, there's a lot of clubs in the Championship who are chasing that dream. And you, and you can see why, because the rewards of being in the Premier League, as we've just seen from those uh, Brighton accounts, are huge. But as you say, I mean, there's some clubs there, even the likes of Aston Villa, who, who, who literally risked it all last season, didn't go yeah. up, and, and they're still counting the cost. Now Portsmouth playing Charlton tonight, one nil to Charlton at Fratton Park. They almost went out of business because they chased the dream. Yeah, indeed. And um, it's it's... Who, who you're getting in charge of the clubs now as well, isn't it? I mean, we're Steve Parrish is worth a few bob. We've got the American investors. We're not really... Where, where's their money coming in? I don't know if money's ring-fenced for our new stadium. I was going to say, what is the latest on that new stadium? Um, there was an announcement that there was going to be an announcement, <laughs> but an announcement hasn't been made in true Steve Parrish style. <laughs> yeah, well... In in terms of the training facilities for the academy, um, they announced that there's been uh, we've leased the academy training ground for another seventy five years. So that that's the positive. And uh, for our stadium, I'm not too sure what's going on at the moment. There's there's I think there's been talks with um, local residents. So it's still it's it still hasn't gone pass to the next stage i i think anyways i'm not too sure and also um we we've secured the tenancy now of beckenham goals north so that we'll have all the pitches there yeah yeah um, that's the academy because, thing yeah because we were five years yeah uh and the, you'll be able to play five aside at elmer's end now i'm i'm uh, assured because <laughs> we we played fight quite a few games there against a rival podcast did you use a football or a tango can uh, <laughs> yeah, it might, might as well have been a tango can. Uh, let's just get an update in the Champions League. Liverpool nil, Napoli nil is the score at Anfield. Sadio Mane has just had a goal disallowed for offside. Uh, at the moment, Liverpool are not going through. Paris Saint-Germain leading by a goal to nil over in uh, Serbia against Red Star Belgrade in Spurs group. Uh, Barcelona won Tottenham nil is the score at the Camp Nou. But uh, they are just about uh, clinging on to that final qualification place. That's because Inter Milan, uh, surprisingly, 1-0 down at home to Inter. As I mentioned in League 1 tonight, it is uh, Portsmouth nil, 
Charlton won. That would be a good win for Charlton. Pompey have only lost one game all season so far. Uh, let's look ahead to Leicester. We're going to be joined by Simon Grayson, uh, the former Leicester player, uh, after the next advert break. But, uh, I mean, is this a must win, you think, for Palace? When you look at the matches you've got to come in, uh, you guys keep talking about uh, two games potentially for Roy to save his job, Leicester at home and Cardiff at home, because, of course, your uh, other two games between now and the turn of the year are Manchester City away, you're going to lose there, and then Chelsea at home. Uh, we got um, Cardiff at home on Boxing Day as well. But yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, every game's a must-win game when you're near the bottom. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of people on Twitter saying they want us to lose to get Roy out. But Leicester, they've been a bit of a weird one this year. They've had some good results, haven't they? They've had some... I think they were seven unbeaten before the, the Spurs game uh, at the weekend. They, and they yeah. hadn't conceded too many goals of late either. Um, oh, great. Um, <laughs> it all depends, because we, we haven't got Wilf. Who can we use instead to be that, that focal point for the attack? And I've, I, I still think we should be using Meyer in the centre a lot more. And I quite like the idea of having IU playing more as a winger. I think he'd be more effective as a winger than, than perhaps Schlupp would. Schlupp yeah. against his old club, though, you, particularly having scored at the weekend, surely you've got to keep him in there. There is that, I suppose, isn't there? It depends if Patrick Van Aanholt is injured or not. But as it, if he is injured, then I guess he will go back to the left-back position. But if he's not, I, d- I don't know if he'll play it. I think he'll come off the bench. But it is a, a must-win game, um, in my opinion. We've had two dreadful results, six goals and two. That's very unlike Palace. Um, so we have to we have to beat Leicester if if Roy has a chance of keeping his job and also it's getting really tight at the bottom and we need to start getting results now and start pushing on because you always people mention teams like Cardiff and Huddersfield even I've mentioned them I thought we won't go down but we're not that far away. I think Cardiff are on the same points as us or one point behind us so it is very tight down there and we need to get a win to get the morale up and also push away from the bottom three. Has been a second goal uh, in the League One match at Fratton Park. It's a second goal for Charlton. Portsmouth nil, uh, Charlton till uh, two. Uh, Nicky Jose has uh, doubled the Addicts' lead there a couple of minutes before half time. Uh, when we come back tonight, we'll be joined by the former Leicester City player Simon Grayson as we look ahead in much more detail to Crystal Palace's game at home to the Foxes on Saturday. The Brian Moore Sports Show. As Clark Carlisle told us yesterday, he was chairman of the PFA and he didn't know Gordon Taylor was an elected official. But if he didn't know, Brian, how many other people didn't know? Who did know? Well, that's not the point, James, actually. The the point is this. Board members, people who are employed in that capacity, all have access to the PFA handle. You can pick one up. So then there's a lot of people who didn't know. There are. But also, Brian, look, if I was elected to my position as co-host of the Brian Moore Show and I knew that I had... Probably wouldn't succeed, James. <laughs> Driving you home weekdays from 4 pm. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Listen to our comedy countdown at kickoff every Saturday from midday to two thirty. It's bonkers. It's crazy. No, it's mental. It's all about geezers. No, it's all about football. We've got posh boy, our sidekick. He does all the stats for the team news. Oh, he won't like sidekick, Moddy. No. Oh, he's a geezer. No, he's very posh. Oh, we're geezers. Listen to Bell and Sperling's comedy countdown at kickoff every Saturday, midday at two thirty on Love Sport. 
Love Sport, 558am. The Opposition View on Love Sport. You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show. I'm delighted to say we are joined on the line now by a former Leicester City player and uh, a vastly experienced Football League manager as well in the form of Simon Grayson. Good evening, Simon. Good evening. We'll come on to Leicester, uh, your old club, in a moment. But first of all, with your manager's hat on, uh, do you sympathise for Roy Hodgson and, and the stick that's coming his way? One win in ten for Palace? Look, it's never easy being a manager, regardless of uh, what club you're, you're managing at. Um, obviously, the Premier League is, is real tough. Obviously, they'd, they'd like to have won a few more games um, than they have done recently. Um, and they're within a group of, of a few teams now that uh, they really need to pick up some results and uh, try and get them further up the table. So, um, look, look, Roy, fantastic experience. I'm sure he'll find a way out of the trouble that uh, they find themselves in at this moment in time. But uh, I don't think there could be any better hands uh, Crystal Palace at this moment in time than, than Roy Witt in charge. And just looking at Leicester, um, I was uh, at the game against Spurs at the weekend. They, they didn't really lay a, lay a glove on Maurizio Pochettino's side, despite the changes that Tottenham made with this big Champions League game uh, that they're playing. As we speak, actually, 1-0 down in Barcelona. Uh, no Jamie Vardy. W- will he be fit f- for the weekend? And, and, and how do you assess uh, your old club season so far? I think when you look at Leicester, they've been a bit uh, up and down, haven't they, really, all, all season? Um, they're one of them teams that uh, if you catch them on the day, they can be they can be good when they've got Madison and, and Vardy, they're fit and, and firing on all cylinders. Or they can be um, a little bit below par and, and, and perform poorly, I suppose. But uh, I think when you look at the, the Tottenham game, Tottenham were just in a different class to, to Leicester. Um, the games that Leicester have been really sort of targeting over the last few weeks, they've managed to get a draw at Fulham and, and, and beat Watford at home. So... I think they'll be going to, to Sellers Park on, on Saturday in, in enough spirits, thinking we can, uh, we can go and get a victory there. It's interesting you mentioned uh, James Madison there and just taking the chat back to Crystal Palace we've been talking a lot about their recruitment uh, and, and one or two signings that haven't uh, worked out and indeed where they could turn in the in the transfer window but is Madison an example I know you'd have seen him a lot in the championship is he an example that you can find players in the in the championship and maybe even in League 1 and League 2 as well and that maybe more clubs like Palace rather than looking to the foreign market should look a bit closer to home well, I, I agree totally. I think there's some, some good talent in, uh, in the EFL at this moment in time. Um, I had Jordan Hugel at, uh, at Preston and went to West Ham for £9 million and, and it didn't quite work out. But you're going to get that sort of money is, is, is nothing really to Premier League clubs. So they can take a chance and sometimes they'll work out and sometimes they won't. I think Madison is a really gifted player who's performed really well for Leicester. And um, I think it was about twenty million, wasn't it? So um, they're going to have to get some value for him. But uh, he's, he's young, he's hungry, he's British. He wants to impress Gareth Southgate and and try and get around uh, around the full national squad. So yeah, I think uh, it's an opportunity for for clubs to to look into the AFL as long as it's the right fit for the particular clubs. I wanted to ask you, Simon, about Andros Townsend because I know he was someone you held on loan as a young player uh, when you were in charge at Leeds. I think he played half a dozen games for you back in 2010. I mean, at that yeah. stage, he was being talked about as one of the brightest young prospects uh, in the country, arguably. And of course, he did later force his way into the England squad and did really well, uh, ironically, particularly under Roy Hodgson. Has he really kicked on, though, um, in the last eight years, as perhaps you would have expected? I think he's probably... I think he probably looks like a lot of wingers that they're very inconsistent at times, aren't they? That sort of he can do, Andros can do certain things out of nothing. Uh, I think we saw recently a fantastic 
looks like from distance and then and then he'll probably go and do something that you're not expecting to do but I think he'd like to be a little bit more consistent um, but it's, it just comes with with the territory and, and the reputation sometimes you get I think when it, when he started his young career off he was a, he was a marked man and, and as you go along and break into the England squad people are wanting to make sure that uh, they're looking to stop you in every game I know when I played in the Premier League and up against real good players I was making sure that uh, they weren't going to try and get the better of me and I think that's what he's found and he's played up front a little bit hasn't he as well I don't think he's played wide all the time I think over the last few months that uh, him and Sahara have played as a centre forward so that's probably mixing up his game as well uh, big goal in the Champions League. We'll come back to Simon in just a moment. Liverpool 1, Napoli nil. Mohamed Salah, who else has put the Reds in front? 11 minutes before half-time. At the moment, that means Liverpool will be getting through uh, to the knockout stages of the Champions League in second place behind Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, two ways Liverpool can finish above Napoli, either uh, with a 1-0 win or with a victory of two goals or more, because, of course, the uh, first criteria in the Champions League is the head-to-head results at the moment that 1-0 win will take Liverpool through it's half time as well in the game in League 1 Portsmouth nil at Charlton 2 that's a bit of a surprise Simon isn't it yeah look Kenny's been really consistent with Portsmouth and um, and obviously top of the, the division in in real strong outfit and, and obviously very uh, set and the foundations in place for him to go on for the rest of the season and try and get promotion big club is Portsmouth but uh, Lee's gone into Charlton and, and steadied the ship last year and kicked on again so uh, I think Charlton lost at the weekend so they were looking to bounce back quickly and sometimes there's no better game when you've lost at the weekend is to go to the home of the leaders and uh, the players will certainly be so at this moment in time it's a great result for Charlton Hello mate how you doing Nick here um, I've, I've got a slightly left field question. When you were playing for Leicester City it was impossible to get your Panini sticker. Did you know this? <laughs> and I, I just well, wondered they just didn't bother printing any <laughs> well I don't know but <laughs> it was always the one that everybody wanted and I don't know whether they, they keep some back deliberately I was just wondering if you were aware of that or not I've probably got about 10,000 at home at the centre yeah that, you've got them all <laughs> oh, my dad's got them all yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's it like having your face on a sticker I've always wondered <laughs> must uh, be a bit mad yeah it's strange it's weird but uh, you just well I've said worse things and I suppose a lot of other players have as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. um who who are your danger men for Palace now, bearing in mind that uh, Wilf's out? Who are you going to be um, looking at? I, I think when you, you've always got to be looking at Vardy, I think. For, are you talking, sorry, talking sorry about for Palace? Uh, look, uh, Palace. Palace. Well, is he going to be out or not? There's a no, he's banned. Yeah, Zaha oh, and Tompkins both suspended. All oh, right, so I didn't realise that, to be fair. Right. Um, look, and it's not going to be easy, that, is it? Um, well, you've, ben Teke, is he, he's out as well, isn't it, this yep. morning time? Um so it's, it's, it's not easy because over the last, um, well, most of this season, not been great goal scorers, have they really? When you look at Andros' leading goal scorer with four goals, I think, and uh, Sahar with three, MacArthur on two. So not been a great um, great goal, deal of goals coming in. So it's, somebody's got to step up to the plate and making sure that they take responsibility and, and not just rely on, like, uh, Wilfred Sahar, who's the best player at Palace got to make sure that somebody comes to the forefront and says, right, I'm going to take that responsibility and be the one that's going to go and win the game. Because what I think what um, Palace will look to do is try and build off the, the last home result where they beat uh, Burnley, didn't they? They beat them 2-0. Yeah. So um, I think they'll be trying to build off that home performance. And going into the next few games when they've got like Man City and Cardiff and Chelsea, not going to be easy, are they? 
No, they're all in blue as well. All these teams in blue were playing in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if, if you were Roy, what would you do with with that? Um, it, to be fair, it's not. I've not really looked at Palace's team too much over the last few months. So I'm a little bit limited in sort of talking about them. But whoever whoever's going to come in, who do you, who do you think will be coming into the options at the moment? Then who's available that will we've, sort of be the number one striker? Then we've got IU who hasn't really yeah. been setting the world on fire, or we've got um, Sorloff, the Norwegian tall lad, who's still got a lot to learn um, yeah. about Premier League football, and that's me being very, very generous. Um, well, we I mean, can, well we... one of them's got to come to the... To, as I said, they've got to take responsibility. One of them, and seize an opportunity. I think the best thing that can happen for, for Roy when he names that team on, on Saturday is whoever in that shirt is that they do enough to make sure they stay in it, because I'm, cause both players, if they've not been playing regularly, will first to be knocking on Roy's door saying I'm not playing so here's a perfect opportunity for uh, for one of them to, to keep the shirt and move Wilford somewhere else in the team. Just to flip it around Simon, uh, tell us who Palace should be looking out for then in, in, in terms of the Leicester team. I think, I think when you look at Leicester they're very much like when they won the, the title that they were a hard working team but they, they did rely on, on Jamie Vardy um, obviously a couple of years older than from when they, uh, they won the, the Premier League but he's still got that instinct for a goal. He's still got sort of that magic that can turn things, especially on the counter-attack. I think Leicester will probably look to soak up a little bit of pressure and hit Palace on the counter-attack. Madison with his um, ability to pick a pass, um, especially around the edge of the box where he's, he's, he's very good with the free kicks and delivery from set pieces. So I think, uh, I think Leicester will look to be very dangerous on the counter-attack at the weekend. Great stuff. Uh, Simon, thanks very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to uh, speak to you. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you again uh, between now and the end of the season. And if you get hold of me Panini stickers, just give us a shout. I want you to sign it for me. Or I'll, I'll put a moustache on it for you. Set <laughs> <laughs> the hair off. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Simon Grayson there, the former Leicester City player, looking ahead to Palace against Leicester. We're going to be getting some predictions from the guys when we come back and rounding up this week's Crystal Palace Fan Show. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. As spokesman said.com is a leading price comparison website that allows you to compare every energy tariff on the market in seconds. We have more deals than any other comparison website offering energy prices, and our impartial independent switching service is free of charge. Nearly 50% of UK households have switched bills, and there are hundreds to be saved. Visit as spokesman said.com and make sure you have the best energy deal in place before winter arrives. As recommended in the Guardian, The Times, and The Sun, as spokesman said.com. Are you Frustrated by your job and looking for a new opportunity? At SEHBAC, we are currently looking for talented and driven sales consultants to join our award winning teams in the Southeast. If you have experience selling windows, doors, and conservatories, we want to hear from you. With a fantastic range of benefits and full training provided, SEHBAC has the job that's right for you. For more details or to get in touch, visit SEHBAC.com. Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 3 95 Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. 
If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Love Sport, 558 AM. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Crystal Palace fan show. Um, I can tell you in the Champions League, Paris Saint-Germain have just scored their second goal away at Red Star Belgrade. Neymar has got it. Doesn't change much from a Liverpool perspective. Uh, PSG will still top Group C. Liverpool at the moment leading Napoli by a Mohamed Salah goal to nil will go through in second place. That will all change, of course, uh, should Napoli score at Anfield. And so far, so good for Spurs as well. They're losing 1-0 away from home in Barcelona. However, the fact Inter Milan are 1-0 down at home to PSV Eindhoven means that Mauricio Pochettino's side will still qualify for the knockout stages. And the game that we're tracking in League One is a good night for Charlton fans at the moment. It is Portsmouth, the leaders nil at Charlton 2 at Fratton Park. The goals from uh, Ahern Grant and Nikia Jose. It's half-time in that one and uh, into the final two minutes of the first halves in both uh, the games involving Liverpool and Spurs. Uh, in the studio with me tonight, we've got Nick Gusset and DR Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. Before we uh, get your predictions for this Leicester game, Nick, you've just raised a very good point that I actually wanted to uh, speak to you guys about, and that was the contentious issue of FA Cup kickoff times. Um, seven games in the FA Cup third round, kicking off at 12.30. Um, this is to suit overseas broadcasters, and likewise, five matches on third round Saturday will kick off at 5.30. Nick, I can tell by the grimace on your face, you don't agree with this at all. The Grimsby grimace, yeah, I mean, of course the 12 o'clock kickoffs have got to be for those in the Far East, haven't they? Because people living in America are not going to be, it's bad enough that they have to get up at silly <laughs> o'clock to watch 3 o'clock games. And the 5 o'clock kickoffs have got to be for the American audience, surely, because yeah. nobody wants to be watching football. Why can't they just have 3 o'clock kickoffs? Well, for that reason. I mean, you, you can understand one game being moved, because I know that on English television there will be a 12.30 game on television, and there will be one at 5.30, but when you look at these games that have been moved for, as you say, Far East viewers, Bournemouth against Brighton, Burnley against Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday Luton, Shrewsbury Stoke, West Brom Wigan... And West Ham, Birmingham. Now, how many people in the Far East are going to be clambering to their TV screen to watch any of those games? It's, it's not <laughs> even that. It's the fact that those those poor Grimsby fans, and no, not being disparaging to them, but it's a big game for them to be playing a Premier League team. And to have their kickoff move to 5.30, um, I don't be... Uh, the, are the games now going into extra time, or is it going straight to penalties? Um, I think there's still replays in the third round. Is there still replays? Because yeah. I was going to say, they're, they're going to be pushing it to 
to get a last train home and have a bit of a bit of a night out in London. All right, Croydon's not your best place, but <laughs> it's it, it's not good for these fans that have got to travel down for late games. I, I don't think the fans, the UK fans, are of really thought about much anymore it's just another example isn't it the powers that be in the tv companies just ruining that you know one of the greatest traditions in english football fa cup third round day for me is still a special day but it gets less so with, with each innovation that's made however i, I was listening to uh, a podcast with uh, a former leicester city player and a, a, a Millwall fan um and he was saying that um it's good now that the final kicks off at quarter past five or half past five because it's I hate that. too hot at three o'clock in May to actually play a decent game of football. <sighs> why, do you, why don't you like it? Why don't you like I'm it? I'm a Even traditionalist. I, you I know, 3pm final. 3pm final, a wall-to-wall television coverage from nine o'clock in the morning. I used to love the tradition of the TV companies filming the coach all the way from the team hotel to the stadium. They do that in Argentina now, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another story, isn't it? But yeah, listen, it, I think it's a shame. And obviously, as you've already uh, mentioned, your game against Grimsby is one of those that's been affected. That will be a, a 5.30 kickoff. You, you should win that game, though, on, on, on the plus side. That could be an extra yeah. victory. And again, uh, we, we should do, but this is Palace. Why not kids for a quid? These are games that not everybody's going to rush to. Why is it so expensive still? Why not try and get some new fans, new blood blood in? Yeah. And make it a lot cheaper for them. I mean, I mean, you're you're obviously of a different generation yeah. um, to myself and Nick. Are you are you happy with these kickoff times? You're 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 okay with it? Um, yeah, I'm not really that fast because we're playing at home and it's five thirty. I'm not. It's only two hours later than three, you know. Normally play at three p.m. But I'm not really that fast. To be fair, with the five thirty kickoff, I know. I what know. What about if you had to go to Blundell Park if the exactly? The yeah, then then yeah, then I'll be fast. But right now uh, we've got a home tie and. If we're looking at, at a Grimsby game, as Nick said, um, it'll be so typical of Paddis to lose that game. <laughs> but um, I understand kickoff times changing. Uh, it's in a Premier League. We, we've got the money we've got due to you know the, all the broadcasting rights being sold and all the money being involved. I understand it's a different competition with the FA Cup, but that's how you bring money into the game. It's all about broadcast and. That's why we're in a position we're in. I'm able to afford to buy a sack of thirty millions. I don't think the FA Cup TV yeah, revenue is anywhere no. near what you get from yeah, Premier League, though. Yeah, I know, but it's it's probably somewhere they want to improve on, ideally, in terms of getting money. Fair yeah. enough that as soon as the fixture's been announced, they've pretty much said when the game's going to be. But you do feel sorry for fans that have booked their train travel in advance for a Premier League game, mm. and they've suddenly find out that the game's been moved to the next day or to the Monday night and they've they've wasted their money. Look, I think the Premier League is sorted in terms of um, getting money in from broadcasting rights. I think what they're trying to do, even they changed the FA Cup's name to the Emirates FA Cup, they're trying to get in yeah. more money from the FA Cup and I think broadcasting is another option and you can see it, they're going down that path and I, I, ju- I just wonder, it's, uh, Nick, it's bad for fans. W- will we see the day and when we, 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 t- we talked about the, the 39th game or Scudamore did anyway, like that seems to have um, been put into a bottom drawer. Will we see the day when the FA Cup final, the, historically the, pre- the prestige game in English football, is played at the Giants Stadium in America? I hope not. Wouldn't rule it out though, would you? No, no. I, I think one Premier League game play, um, getting played abroad could happen. Even you look at uh, it, floodgates, it could, then. No, no, it could happen. Even like today in the NBA, um, 
another it's not like football but yeah but this isn't the NBA yeah, this is association football yeah but it's all about the money though it's all about the money that's what that's the thing I could see something like that happening I'm not saying it should happen but it works you, you get more people involved um, um, more people get interested in the competitions so I won't be, I won't be surprised if something like that happens in the Premier League but of course I'll be disappointed if Palace play I don't know Brighton in Singapore because <laughs> it takes all the fun out of it yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get back to uh, domestic issues there. Yeah, we're not trying to put it off, talking about how, how we're going to do that. It. <laughs> oh, no, talking about Palace and Leicester. <laughs> but, but Alan Smith was, was quite confident. He, he thinks you're going to win to nil. I, I got the impression Simon Grayson is probably going the other way. Yeah. Football fans are naturally pessimistic. So, Nick, I'd imagine that you fear the worst. I don't know what I feel about any Palace game now because you never know what team's going to turn up. I'm. Um, I'm not hopeful at all. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, he's out, and what, what's the stat? You know, what's yeah, the stat with Zaha when he doesn't we don't, play? I don't think it's not like we normally do score goals, but I don't think have we even scored a goal Wilf, with Wilf being out. I don't think out. we've actually scored with Wilf well, being out. We've definitely not won without Wilf in the team. And it's James Hopkins, I know he had a bad game against Brighton, but he was he was all right against uh, Kelly's. Kelly's against good West enough. Ham. He's good enough. It's, it's Zaha that concerns you as opposed to Tompkins in terms of absentee. But I'd like to see us actually break the, the hoodoo without Zaha and win a game. Um, I'd like to see Wickham get some time and it would be lucky, lovely, if Wickham can come on and score a winner near the end. If he's fit, yes, but I don't want to risk him. He's He's had so many injuries. He comes back from injury and doesn't play and gets another injury. So if he's fit, then yes, I know he scored a goal for an under-23s. But I think this is a good good opportunity for the players to step up other players. Um, yeah, Wilfred Zaha is, of course, our star man. But it's time for likes of Andros Townsend to step up a bit more. Um, also, if Jordan I or Serlov starts, um, one of them to step up because Roy clearly hasn't seen enough from them. And I know against um, Tottenham where we didn't have Zaha, likes of Andros Townsend did step up. And Ayu, I know he had done that mistake, but especially in the first half, they were good. So we need another performance like that in terms of um, players actually, you know, Playing in playing up yeah, to the it, standards. It has been in the past where we the not the last not West Ham or Brighton, but we could say actually we played well. We were unlucky to lose those games. West Ham and Brighton, it wasn't good enough. So hopefully Roy can turn it around. Interesting quotes from uh, Luka Milivojevic after that game against West Ham. He said a lack of concentration and focus cost us unacceptable who's to blame for that do the players have to shoulder responsibility or is that another problem that Roy Hodgson has to solve I think players I, I, I think it's more uh, more the players because in the first half they didn't have you know they were tight um, at the backhand they could actually defend as a team and the midfielders helped out a lot but if you actually look at the goals that were conceded against West Ham the midfielders were not there and that's mm. that's that's not it's not really due to the tactics. It's due to the players not keeping up for ninety minutes. So I think it's the players. I think we need to realise that it, it's not a it's not a game of one. You know, there's two halves. It's ninety minutes, and you have to keep up that standard for ninety minutes. And mm. we dropped that against West Ham, which cost us. So they need to make sure that they do actually play for nine minutes this time and not stop after half time. We talked a lot, Nick, about players that could come in to replace those that are missing in Tompkins and Zaha. Are you starting to lose faith in, in Wayne Hennessy? Because I thought, at least for one of the goals, the Hernandez rebound, when he pushed the free kick straight into his path, he could have done an awful lot better. Yeah, he's done that a couple of times. Um, the, the disallowed goal 
um, the, who was it who scored, but it was disallowed, and we had one disallowed as well in the same game. I'm not, I'm not, he, oh, Man- Manchester United. Man United, yeah. yeah, when he pushed the ball into, um, into Lukaku, Lukaku, yeah. yeah. Lukaku, yeah. Um, he's done that quite a bit, but then when we seen Guaita play in the League Cup against Swansea, um, he, he was doing that, and... Not as Middlesbrough, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was a Middlesbrough game. Yeah. I think that stood up. Swansea, Swansea game. He was still, he was still flapping a bit and still parrying yeah. a bit. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen much from Gaeta, but whenever he has played it, especially in cup competitions, it's not like uh, he's performed very well. Uh, he's parried the ball, as Nick said, and he's looked a bit shaky in goal. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, I'll swap Hennessy for Gaeta. Quick score prediction for the weekend. Uh, score prediction one. Uh, 2-0 Leicester oh wow <laughs> 2-1 Palace with Mayer and Wickham to be on the score sheet if Wickham's not playing let's hope that IU can be- finally put one in the onion bag for us great stuff cheers for tonight guys half time in the Champions League games Liverpool 1-0 up against Napoli at Spurs 1-0 down in Barcelona both going through as it stands my thanks tonight to Nick Gussett and DR Kernes for the Back of the Nest podcast that is all we have time for on this week's Crystal Palace Fan Show we'll be back with the QPR Fan Show next this is Love Sport in a world full of United cities Rovers there's only one Hotspur The official Tottenham Hotspur membership, One Hotspur, is now on sale to new members. Gain access to ticket priority windows, receive a gift pack and plenty more Spurs benefits. Tottenham Hotspur, it's your club. Make it official. Sign up today at TottenhamHotspur.com slash join. Can you believe over 50% of UK households have yet to visit a price comparison website and save on their bills? Are you one of those people? Because you must be crazy. Literally, you can save hundreds of pounds in just a matter of minutes. Visit aspokesmansaid.com now and see how much money you can save. That's visit aspokesmansaid.com now. Aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 30-30 Tennis is the new alternative scoring format that creates shorter matches. The clue is in the name. Every game starts at 30 all. That is 30-30. Best of three sets matches are completed in 40 to 60 minutes and best of five in 60 to 90 minutes. 30-30 or T30 can be described as the youngest sporting sibling of Cricket's 2020 or T20. For more information, visit 3030tennis.com. That is T. H-I-R-T-Y then the digits 3 and 0 followed by tennis all one word dot com Divorce law proceedings can be frustrating and even seem unfair especially if you command a high income or you own a business or if you're a man Men with assets and children depend on their divorce lawyers It's important to hire a lawyer that has the right skills Cordell and Cordell works to help men protect their financial assets and the future role they play in their children's lives Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. Measles and whooping cough are on the rise. Vaccinations can help prevent them. Are your child's up to date? Find out more. Search NHS vaccinations. 
You are listening to the QPR Fan Show on Love Sport with me, Alex Crook. Joining me in the studio between now and 10 o'clock will be Gareth Dixon from the Ranger Things podcast. We're going to be reacting to that uh, two undefeated at Leeds at the weekend, looking ahead to Saturday's matchup with Middlesbrough and also talking about a potential return for Adele Tarapt. I wonder if Gareth and you uh, fellow Hoops fans will be in favour of that. But before- It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.